Welcome everyone to episode 317 of Fergon Freak. I'm your host, the Glorious League Freak. State of Origin finished maybe five minutes ago, and what a game it was. New South Wales absolutely crushed Queensland. 50 points to six up in Townsville. It's one of the very few times that New South Wales have scored 50 points. It's one of the biggest wins in State of Origin history. New South Wales now officially owns the new stadium up there in Townsville. And I don't think anyone saw this coming. Um, I don't think I've seen very many performances in State of Origin history that are as complete as this one where one side completely dominated the other right across the field. Queensland started off well. The game started off very, very fast. Uh, Harry Grant looked really good early on, as did Cameron Munster, and both teams were really getting stuck into it. As the game settled down a little bit, though, I felt like New South Wales, their defence was just a little bit better. They started getting on top of Queensland just physically especially in the forwards as well. We started to see Damian Cook doing a little bit around the ruck and Nathan Cleary's kicking game started winning the match for them early on. He was getting Queensland on the back foot. Queensland weren't really able to get on any sort of a roll and it feels like New South Wales just kept their foot on their neck for the rest of the night. Uh, incredible performance. A few really interesting things out of it. Tom Trebojevich roamed around the field all night it was really interesting to see how we worked. I mean, he ended up on both sides of the field, played a little bit as a 5'8", as a fullback, and really had roaming permission. And James Tedesco was a little bit quiet in this game at times, and that's not to say he had a bad game. It's just for the vast majority of this match, this game really didn't go towards him. It kind of went towards other players. Of course, when it comes time for Tedesco to step up, he is there. And, you know, unbelievable player. I don't think New South Wales really had a bad player on the field tonight. Whereas for Queensland, I mean, there were just a lot of so-so performances, but they were really just not able to break New South Wales overall as a team. Um, I thought DCE played pretty well. I thought Munster become very quiet as the game went on. Uh, Harry Grant was the same, but you expect that for a, a hooker that's playing behind a beaten pack. Uh, and yeah, like there's really nowhere across the park that Queensland can say that they really played well. Uh, outside of DC, I, I think I thought he played a pretty good game considering that he was behind a beaten side. Um, Dane Gagai was torn apart in the centers, unfortunately. Um, Capewell, he had moments... Like, he scored a very good try, one-on-one -on -one against Trebojevic, but he also had a try scored against him as well. Uh, so, yeah, just an incredible performance. Like, I can't pick anybody out in the New South Wales team. Although, I will say, Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai in the halves, absolutely incredible. They were, they just got the ball exactly where it needed to be. And this is why having a really good club uh, combination that just comes straight in, and especially when they're in form like those two are, it just it it looked like a Penrith performance in a lot of ways. Um, Cleary got a really bad cut under his eye, and it didn't stop him for a second. Luai looked like he belonged in Origin, like that was unbelievable performance by him. Um, Toto was another player that people were saying, "Oh, should he be there?" And he just showed, like, 
What a performance by him. Really strong ball running. He scored two tries, which was fantastic to see. Another player I've got to talk about, Latrell Mitchell. Um, Start of his origin career was a bit weird. You know, I thought he played all right, but New South Wales, I don't know why, but they just didn't like him in the side early on. He came out in this game, and I tweeted, every time he touched the ball, it was like a hand grenade went off in this game. He was unbelievable. One of the best representative games I've ever seen him play. Um, Just looked like a handful when he got the ball. Did some incredible things throughout the entire night, and he has cemented himself in that center spot. And I would suggest he cemented himself in the Australian team as well, going looking towards the World Cup at the end of the year, if that takes place. Um, who else really stood out for New South Wales? I mean, it was just everyone. The forward pack played really well, got on the advantage line. I thought Payne Haas was really good off the bench. Early on in the match, when he came on off the bench, he looked a little bit uh, out of his element. But as the game went on, he sort of got into the groove, played really well, got good go forward. Um, Jake Trebojevic, Cameron Murray, and Isaiah Yo, they were really good in terms of their defense. You know, they're mobile players, and and you've got to love that sort of thing at origin level, especially when it's as fast as tonight was. Tonight's game was really, really fast. Tariq Sims, early on, Queensland were attacking him, and he was getting caught out a little bit in defense. He also dropped the ball that he called for. I think it was Tedesco made a bit of a break. Caught, uh, and Sims called for the ball inside, dropped the ball as soon as he got it. But then Sims put on this ridiculous offload around the back of about two or three Queensland players right on the Queensland try line and put To'o in for a try. And he kind of made up for everything. Um, who else can we talk about in this game? Josh Adokar was just Josh Adokar. I mean, you just get a, an A-plus performance out of him in every single game. For Queensland, who did I like? Look, I'll t- I tell you one thing. David Fafita, very quiet. Felice Kafusi, very quiet. Jai Arrow, very quiet. I said that I liked their forwards going into this one, and pretty much all of their forwards were kept quiet. They were really dominated up front. Um... Alexander Brimson, we all know him as AJ. I feel like somebody said, hey, he's sick of AJ. Call him Alexander. Alexander Brimson didn't work off the bench, unfortunately. Um, That's not his fault. I don't know why they brought him in off the bench. I thought Jaden Sewer was was very good off the bench for Queensland. Joe Offengowie, not so much. He was very quiet for Queensland. Um, Kyle Felt. You know, Felt had a so-so game. He didn't really do too much wrong, but there was one penalty he gave away that was not needed. And it it really cost Queensland. It was just one of those stupid penalties he gave away. Um, Josh Adokar, there was a kick put through. The kick was going out over the dead ball line, and he so, kind of took out Josh Adokar, and it wasn't needed, and it really cost Queensland at the end. Uh, Xavier Coates was kept quiet. Valentine Holmes was kept quiet. I was critical of Valentine Holmes being selected at fullback, but I thought that he did all right considering, you know, but it was just one of those games. It was it was a little bit like the game that Tedesco had for a lot of the night. The game just didn't go his way, but unfortunately for Holmes, it was like that throughout the entire night.
Now, I said that I would do player ratings, and I have done that. But before I get into them, I want to say that my player ratings are pretty hardcore. So basically, if you played an average game for a state of origin player, which is pretty damn good, you get a six. If you're better than average, you get a seven. If you are very, very good, you get an eight. If you are extremely good, you get a nine. And if you get a 10, like I think I've rarely given out a 10, but basically you've done a Wally Lewis. Okay, so I, spoiler alert, no one got a 10 in this game. And you know how many good players there were in this game. So let's go through the 17 for each team. Uh, for New South Wales first, let's start, oh no, let's start with Queensland first. Let's do that. All right, let's start with Queensland first. So let's do this. Valentine Holmes, I gave him a five. It was just one of those games, as I said, didn't come his way, didn't really do anything wrong, but, you know, just didn't have much of an impact on the game. Kyle Felt, I also gave him a five. I think that he was pretty quiet in this one. Didn't get through as much work as I thought that he should have coming in off the wing and helping out his forwards out. And of course, there was that bad penalty he gave away. Kurt Capewell, I gave him a seven because he did some really, really good things. He did give away a try, like a one-on-one try, basically, to Trebojevic. But I mean, there's a bunch of Queenslanders that could say this. But he also scored the only try for Queensland as well. And it was a one-on-one effort on Trebojevic. So pretty good effort there. Dane Gagai... Gave him a four. He was dominated in this game. Xavier Coates, I gave him a five. The game, once again, didn't really go his way. Um, and he was basically left scrambling to try and fix all of the breaks that were happening on the inside of him. Cameron Munster, I gave him a five. He started off pretty well. But for the last, I would say, 60 minutes of the game, very, very quiet. Daly Cherry Evans, I gave him a seven. I thought in a beaten team, he was pretty damn good considering, um, you know, there's not much you can do if you're a half or you're a hooker uh, when your team's getting beaten up front the way Queensland were. But I thought that Daly Cherry Evans did his best. Uh, Christian Welch, I gave a four. He was playing pretty good early on, but then there was a head clash. I think it was with, uh, no, it was with Brian Toto, I believe. Head clash, he didn't see much play after that, unfortunately. Um, Harry Grant, I gave a six. Very early on, he looked terrifying for New South Wales. He was running the ball so well. He was making half breaks. Everyone around him looked really, really strong. But as New South Wales got the upper hand up front, he kind of faded out of the action a little bit. Um, And once again, not much you can do when you're a hooker in that situation. Big Tino. I thought he was also pretty good early on. I gave him a five. David Fafida, I gave him a four. I thought that he was pretty disappointing in this game. Um, I, I I feel like that he maybe needs to play a little bit wider for Queensland. I can understand why he was playing not as wide as he sometimes does for his club side. But I think to get the most out of him, you've got to let him have a little bit of leeway in his running game, let him target players. And I feel like maybe he was playing in a little bit more of a structure and it didn't work for him. Felice Kafusi, I gave him a four. He really didn't do much in this game. Uh, Jai Arrow, I gave him a five. He was all right. He wasn't anything great and was part of a, a beaten pack. Uh, off the bench, uh, Alexander Brimson, I gave him a three. 
This is a very good fullback that should have been playing fullback for this Queensland team. And he came off the benches in, in a utility role. I didn't understand it. It was not fair to him. This isn't a reflection of him as a player. I love him as a player. He's a fantastic player. But it's just the wrong, you know, wrong situation for him with three. Uh, I thought Jaden Sue was really good off the bench for, for Queensland. I gave him seven. I thought he made a big impact when he came off the bench. Um, Fodawaka, I gave him a six. I thought he was also good off the bench. And uh, often Gowie, I only gave a four because I thought he was pretty average off the bench, quite honestly. Um, but look... For all of those Queensland forwards, it was very hard for them to stand out because they were getting dominated. They really, you know, that New South Wales pack was fantastic. And the thing about the New South Wales pack, it wasn't just the forwards. You know, the backs were coming in, really helping the team get on a roll. It was just a great all-round team performance. So the New South Wales player ratings, here we go. How did the winners go? James Tedesco, think about how well he played. This is how hard I, I mark these players. I gave James Tedesco a seven. He was pretty good in the second half, but I still gave him a second a seven. I thought in the first half he was a little bit quiet. Not his fault. Game didn't really go his way. I also gave Josh Adokar a seven. You always get a great game out of Josh Adokar. Everything you could ask from him, he did really well. Uh, you know, better than average, seven. Latrell Mitchell, I gave a nine. He was outstanding. He was just a monster out there. And they're the games that Latrell Mitchell has in him. They're those games that, you know, when people say, oh, is Latrell Mitchell a good player? Is he overrated? Blah, 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 blah. An average Latrell Mitchell game, when he's healthy and fit, an average Latrell Mitchell game is very, very good. A great Latrell Mitchell game, you cannot beat the team he's playing. That's the level that he can get to. And we saw that tonight. He was unstoppable. Incredible. Tom Trebojevic, incredible game. Nine as well. Fantastic. Was everywhere. Both sides of the field, roaming around. Really what you want a, a player that's as gifted to him as him to do. Brian Toto, I gave him a nine. Two tries. How can he argue with it? Did everything asked of him. Looked really comfortable at this level. Uh, just a fantastic first game for him. Jerome Luai. I gave him an eight. I thought defensively he was fantastic. I thought that his linking with with uh, Nathan Cleary, perfect, absolutely perfect. That you couldn't ask for any better. It didn't like if you put in a veteran, like this was the sort of performance that you would have seen out of a veteran Brad Fittler, you know, where he just did exactly what he needed to do. He made everyone around him better. And that is massive. For a guy that come in and people saying, oh, should they have picked him or not? Amazing. Eight. Uh, Nathan Cleary, eight as well. Always brilliant defensively. His kicking game is the best in the game and one of the best ever. Nathan Cleary, if you look at the player that he is this year, he is starting to... You've got to start to rate him against the all-time best halfbacks. I'm not saying he's better than them. But that's where now the ratings are for him. You know, he's the best halfback in the game right now, without question. And I dare say the best player in the world right now. Uh, his kicking game was fantastic. His defense was fantastic. He got the ball exactly where it needed to be. He made his teammates better. Um, and as a ball runner, and I said this a couple of episodes ago, he 
is not just a good ball runner as a halfback. I think he's a good ball runner full stop. So, great game by him. Siafidi, I gave him a six. Pretty solid game. Um, scored a try. He, he missed a... There was a captain's challenge there near the end of the game where I thought he was a bit hard done by. They went for the captain's challenge and I didn't think he'd lost the ball, but they still said he'd lost the ball and he didn't look happy about that. Damian Cook, I gave him a seven. Very good game from him. He must have really enjoyed playing behind a forward pack that was actually going forward for a change. Jake Trebojevic didn't play that many minutes, uh, but still really solid. Gave him a six. Cam Murray gave him a seven. Uh, Tariq Sims gave him a seven. He redeemed himself to a certain extent. And Isaiah Yo, I gave a seven. As you can see, that back row, I, I loved what it did. You know, I, they were hitting players all night. Um, great performance. Now, the bench. Jack White didn't play much football. I gave him a three. Come on when uh, Cleary went off to get his, uh, just below his eye stitched up. He caught a bit of friendly fire, was bleeding all over the place. Uh, and Jack White come on, didn't really do anything, to be honest with you. But I gave him a three anyway. Junior Paulo. I gave him a six. He was pretty good when he came on. I love Junior Paulo as a player. I love, you know, he's a dude that's really big. He's got really, really good ball skills. But the thing I love about him most is that he can do what you need him to do. So if you need him to go out and try and break the game open with his passing game, he'll do it. But if you just need him to go out there and tackle his ass off and just take the ball and get go forward, he will do that too. He's so versatile, and I think we're we're so lucky to have him for New South Wales. And you know what? I would say I think he's the best player in Parramatta's team. How about that one? Um, so Junior Polo, Payne Haas, I gave him a six. I thought, as I said earlier on, a little slow early on, but he, he found his mark, and he started really punching holes in this team, this Queensland team. Liam Martin, I gave it five. He was not too bad. A little bit quiet. Uh, I would have liked to have seen a little bit from him. I think that we will see him selected in the next game, as long as there's no injuries and things like that. I think what you will find is you could, when him and Cleary start hooking up, like they do in the NRL for the Panthers, Liam Martin's going to start carving teams up at this level. And... He's just a good, solid player off the bench. So, yeah, I, I thought he was a pretty good performer. So I gave him a five in limited time, keep in mind. He didn't have much time to make a huge impact. So what did we think of the game up there in Townsville? I thought that the crowd was great. Watching on TV, it felt like Origin. The crowd was going off through the entire game. It was fantastic. Um, it was cool to see they put in temporary seating. And if it wasn't for Cyclones up there in North Queensland, I feel as though we would see them keep that temporary seating. But it's probably a little bit dangerous with Cyclones around up there. Um, but, it, you know, it gave you a glimpse into what that stadium could be if they get to a point where they say, look, we think that it's worth upgrading the stadium, filling in that one end that's open-ended. And, uh, yeah. Great stadium. Unfortunately, belongs to New South Wales now, unless Queensland beats us 
there in Townsville, which I don't think they're going to do anytime soon. Going into game two, it's at uh, Suncorp Stadium, Lang Park. If I'm Queensland, I don't know what changes I make personnel-wise. Because I think for the most part, I think that they picked their best team available. I think I would put Valentine Holmes back to the wing, get rid of Felt, and then I would have Brimson at fullback. I just think he gives you a little bit more an attack at fullback. He's a little bit more of a steady player. Um, I also think his upside is higher than Holmes at fullback. You know, Holmes is a winger. He's a very good winger. He's a pretty average fullback, and that, that's how I feel about him. Um, and then on the like, then on the bench, I guess you could bring in Hunt as a utility player if they want to go that way. But I think if I was Queensland, I would maybe look at having four forwards on the bench, or at least three true forwards and one big body that can play five eight. Uh, look, and I don't know who that is off the top of my head. Um. Yeah, no one jumps out at me at the top, off the top of my head in that regard. But they, like, that's the thing. I thought this Queensland side was pretty good, and they've just got whipped. For New South Wales, I don't change a thing. You know, like, as long as everyone's fit and healthy, I don't change one single thing about this team. Um, even if other players are healthy and they're available, like... I don't know if Radley is going to be available in time because he's got such a long um, long stint on the sideline. I can't drop anyone. Everyone just played so well. Even Sims, who probably had the lowest lowlights in the New South Wales team, he made up for it. And I, I can't drop him even. So I think that the the teams we see in game two are going to be very similar to these ones that we saw in game one. You can never underestimate that Queensland will turn it around. They find ways to do that in these games. And, you know, New South Wales also has a tendency to be a little bit... Um, they get complacent. When they have a game like this where they've flogged the opposition... They very rarely back it up by flogging the opposition again. They normally have a really, really, really tight game or they lose, and they lose pretty badly. So it's going to be interesting to see how these two teams back up. Now, on the refereeing, I thought that the game it was refereed in a way that I liked for the most part. Uh, we didn't see any of those stupid penalties anytime somebody got brushed in the face or smacked across the top of the head or anything like that. So that was good to see. Um, we did see a few six again calls though, and it was they were given to Queensland coming into the set, into the end of the first half, and you could see like New South Wales were dominating this game, and Queensland got a couple of sets of six where it was six again, six again, six again, and. It just changed the game, and it really showed how terrible these six again calls are at really flipping a contest, and that's not how it should be. A six again, it shouldn't be a, a massive penalty like that. 
So, and I tweeted again, we've got to get rid of this six again crap because it has the potential to ruin games, you know? So, um, but that was really the only thing from this game I could say about the, uh, the refereeing. As for the coaching, look, I, I think Whiten, and I said before, I, I can't change anyone. I can change Whiten. I don't know what the idea was to have him on the bench. I don't think that you can go into any football game and say, I've got this guy just in case, and I'm willing to not use him if I don't have to. I don't think rugby league games are like that. You know, I think you've got to have four players on your bench that you are, are happy to use, that you're ready to chuck into the action. And it doesn't matter if you're leading, if the team is humming along, you want to use them. And obviously, Whiten was not one of those players. So I'll drop Whiten and maybe bring back... Uh, who would I bring? I'd bring in Angus Crichton. If he's available, I would bring him in for for uh, Whiten because it's just not needed. Um, as for Paul Green, I don't know where he goes here. Um, it's a difficult one. It's a real difficult one. I, th I think he's got to use Fafita differently. That's for sure. I think he has to ask for more out of his forwards because they were dominated in this game. And at some point, you know, you've got to go out and win that physical contest. You know, you, you can look at all technical things and who's playing where and stuff like that. If you're letting a, an opposition team dominate you physically, which is what we saw tonight, you're not going to win the football game. And they lost, and they lost big. So Paul Greeny's first State of Origin series, he has a lot to do. He's got to coach his ass off now. Um, otherwise, you know, they're going to go down to New South Wales and go on to... They're going to run out in Stadium Australia, and if it's a 2-0 series they might get absolutely flogged because New South Wales has a really good record there at the Olympic Stadium in Sydney. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, my voice just about made it. I didn't get as smashed as you lot wanted me to uh, because I wanted to make sure this was not a bad podcast. So we're, anyway, Friday, I've got a very special guest coming up with an incredible journey that they went on. And... I think you're going to love it. It is a little bit rugby league related, but not too much. It will probably be posted in the afternoon of Friday. Um, if any news comes out between then and now, I will jump on and do a quick podcast about it. I might even do a long podcast about it. Then on Sunday, I will have another special guest on that will be talking about an issue in rugby league overseas that I think we need a lot of clarification on. So I went to somebody who they have been on top of everything in on this subject. So I think it'll be a really interesting episode for you to hear. Anyway, thank you so much for your support. Your support is brilliant. The numbers for the podcast have been fantastic recently. And Nadine told me, I said at the end of the last podcast, that I said podcast about 50 million times. I promise I won't say podcast again. If you've enjoyed this podcast, why don't you go and tell your friends about it? Retweet this episode, like it, subscribe, share, send it everywhere. Um, you can also support my part of the podcast 
and all of my websites, my rug, they're all rugby league websites, by going to my Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash league freak. There's no space between league and freak. Um, you can donate $1 a month. You can donate $3 a month. You can donate $5 a month. And then you start getting up to tiers where if you are a Patreon for three months or more, you get some free merch sent your way. That is all League Freak merch. And it's exclusive to you if you go to that level. So give it a go. Give it a look. If you can throw in $1, that's great. It's just completely up to you. Also, go to patreon.com forward slash RL project. That is to help Andrew Ferguson with rugbyleagueproject.org. Anything that you can donate, he will be very, very happy for. As always, check out leaguefreak.com. Check out nrlrumors.com. Check out rugbyleaguepodcastingnetwork.com. Check out nrlbreakingnews.com. And also check out League Freak on Facebook. I've got a Facebook page. And what else? Got a Twitter page. Also check out FergoLandFreak.com, which is the podcast's website. So New South Wales, huge winners. Sorry, Queenslanders, if you've listened for this long. Uh, I'm a New South Wales fan. I'm pretty happy about it. You might be happy in the next episode that I do about Origin. I might be all downcast and you'll be all, all happy about it and you'll be able to give me grief on Twitter. Not that... You know, you need a State of Origin game to give me grief. Um, but that's the end of this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Go New South Wales. We got them! <laughs>